The objective of the report was to um, was to join the dots, really. It was to uh, look at the scattered information that is out there on state capture, look at what has not been said, uh, the a vast uh, amount of information that has not made its way to the public domain, uh, and, and um, information that uh, with investigative journalists that has not been... Uh, analyzed, uh, and also to look into the extent of the institutional decay uh, that characterizes South Africa today. So except for the Gupta family and President Jacob Zuma, which other individuals or companies have you identified uh, who are part of this uh, power elite that you make reference to in your report? What we found uh, in in this network, uh, what we call a shadowy network, uh, is, is that there are many, you know, there are more than one actors that are involved from the controllers of the network, uh, which are the Kutas and and and, and the Zuma and the Zuma Zumas, um, and and how this cascades uh, downwards into different layers uh, to to dealers, to brokers, uh, and and those who facilitate uh, the exit of money outside of South Africa to international trading uh, trading clearance uh, hubs such as Hong Kong, and and you find. Um, individuals uh, that are that are linked to uh, to the state, um, such as your Musadenzi Zwane, uh, and we mentioned them in in the report. Uh, you you find um, those that are are, are related to uh, to the Guptas, uh, those that are part of Trillion Capital, your Eric Wood, your um, those that are within the, the state-owned enterprises, uh, your are not seeing. So we, we do mention uh, individuals there. We do mention political uh, elites. We do mention those that nestle outside of the state uh, as part of this shadowy network. But what about other actors here? Because, you know, we always uh, talk about corruptors and corruptees. And uh, if you take, for example, one of um, uh, the incidents in your report that you highlight is that of Transnet and Neotel. So it kind of gives a sense that there is almost, you know, a disproportionate emphasis on the Guptas and the Zumas to the negligence of other players in this space. These are all interlinked players. Uh, if you connect the dots, which we do in the report, um, and, and if one reads the, uh, this report uh, alongside uh, the, uh, the, the the public protector's report on state capture, and alongside some of the repo- uh, the, the stories by Amabungani, you see that this network um, is is firmly uh, tied together. Because what uh, what has happened is a centralisation of pillaging of the state, uh, as opposed to uh, decentralised corruption that happens sporad- sporadically. So this those who are Beneficiaries. I mean, you take for for an example the, the North, um, you know, the the the, um, the locomotives deal at Transnet, uh, mm-hmm. which was which was given to the South China Rail Corporation, um, and 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 we detail the payments that were made directly to Gupta-linked players in Hong Kong. So some someone who looks at this on the surface would think that these are new players. Um, you look at the players that are within Trillion Capital, uh, those individuals that are there, um, if you connect the dots, they connect back to, to the Gupta uh, families. Uh, family. So these, uh, this network is highly con- co- uh, highly co- connected. It's working together. This is a machinery. It's not um, sporadic corruption. So in the evidence uh, uh, the, that is unearthed about 
wrongdoing. What has been done about it? And in the instances where nothing has been done, why is that the case? It's very simple. I mean, you look, for an example, at money, money laundering, uh, which is part of, which is the ultimate goal of this network, uh, exiting money to, uh, to the international clearing hub, such as Hong Kong. And we've looked at uh, the period between 2012 and 2016, end of 2016, and uh, an amount to the tune of 8 billion rands has exited South Africa. So it's not going to go into any developmental purposes. Um, it's, it's going to be distributed to individuals. So these transactions um, are known because the banks, they happen through the formal channels. So what the banks would do is to alert the Financial Intelligence Center uh, and uh, which would flag um, this uh, this wrongdoing, but the Financial Intelligence Center is not a law enforcement authority. Um, it, it's a guardian over our you know our our counter anti money laundering and counter terrorist financing uh, uh, measures. Uh, so it would alert it would then alert SARS and alert uh, the the Hawks uh, about this wrongdoing, and a lot of the evidence would sit with the law enforcement authority. If you remember when uh, Herinel said that he was leaving to be part of a this lobby group, um, uh, to, be a, to be chief investigator in this lobby group, one of the things he said is that there are a lot of cases uh, that the NPA has absolutely no interest to prosecute. And this, in our view, uh, in my view at least, is, uh, these are the cases that link back to, to this shadowy net- network.